Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another DIY Money. DIY Money. I am amped today. Yes! I am back. Amped up. Woo! You know it! Probably due in part because I have been off for a week. Thanks so much, Daniel. I do what I can. Dropping the DIY solo last week. Sounded really good as well. I thought you did a phenomenal job, my man. Good job. Good job. But... I got to come back in action. So how was your week, Daniel? How was your couple of weeks, I guess? Uh, It was good. Worked on a lot. We had a lot of financial plans in the mix. Uh, That's what we do when we're not recording podcasts is we do a lot of financial planning and investment management. And uh, it's it's an interesting environment to uh, financially plan in uh, because volatility brings with it a lot of changing assumptions and changing account balances and so forth. And so uh, we update plans accordingly. And so that's been uh, keeping us busy. And emotions. There's a lot of emotions. Emotions. And that's why we're going to hit our question from Thomas today, because he asks a specific question regarding investment. Now, mind you, we're not going to give investment advice, but we're going to give blanketed advice that I think can withstand the test of time. However, you must remain unemotional. So we're going to hit this question from Thomas, and then we'll talk more about it. Thomas, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, guys. My name is Thomas, and I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland, and I'm a big fan of your podcast. My question for you two today is regarding investment advice during the current market turmoil. I'm a young investor in my mid-20s, and I'm very new to the world of investing. Do you think it's smart to continue investing in today's climate, or should I wait it out? If I continue, what's the best asset allocation? Thank you for your advice. Excellent question. Now, in full disclosure, Thomas actually sent this question in around February. So we haven't gotten into it until now, which uh, obviously several months later. But so, so why do I say that? Because probably the last couple of months have wreaked havoc on Thomas if he's still even interested in the markets. Uh, this will be interesting. But nonetheless, I wanted to bring it out now because I'm seeing so much emotion uh, filled in the markets with investment strategies and so forth. And so there's a psychology component that I want to hit on. But before I go down that path, Daniel, what do you got for Thomas in regards to investing here or anywhere, really? Well, I would say generally when it comes down to investing, the first step is not what to invest in. It is what is your goal? What is your purpose for these funds you're investing in? So first and foremost, hopefully, I'm assuming uh, that this is not sort of your emergency fund. This is not the cash that you have on the sidelines that's there just for an emergency fund. And So why would you not want to invest that? Well, uh, investments are inherently risky. The reason you get a return on investments is because you inherently take on some of the risk. Those two things are very correlated, uh, not necessarily one for one, but in that sense. So the more um, return that you're going to get, i.e. stocks, which are going to, you know, over the very long run, average somewhere in the nature of 7 to 12% average return, depending on what you're invested in as far as stocks go. With that 
comes pretty significant risk. Uh, risk in the nature of they could be down 30% in a year or up 40% in any given year. Uh, and if you're investing in an individual stock, something like Apple or McDonald's or Starbucks, that can be even more accentuated, those uh, highs and lows. My favorite ride is the roller coaster. So if your goal for this is just you have some cash on the sidelines, that might just be your emergency fund and that just needs to go somewhere safe. If your goal is retirement and we're talking about something, you know, you're in your 20s retirement, at that point is 40 plus uh, years out potentially. And if that's the case, then your best friend is a good asset allocation. That could be a target date fund. It could be a uh, stock index fund. It could, something that's low cost, very simple, that you can dollar cost average and you can, you can add in dollar increments uh, very easily. And that's generally a mutual fund. We just talked in one of the recent episodes about how many funds do you need to own? How many investments do you need to own? In your portfolio, and we we walked through exactly what a target date index fund is, and the fact that that is by nature, though you're only owning one fund, that is very very diversified. You end up owning about five thousand different stocks, plus the entire uh, representative bond market in the U.S., plus in some target date index funds, some you know international bonds and real estate and things of that nature. So you can be very diversified, owning one particular thing. Now. Those were two extremes of goals. You had your emergency fund, which just should be in cash, sitting in very safe savings accounts. You're not going to earn anything on it. Your retirement funds, which you have a long runway on if you're still young. Somewhere in between there, there could be multiple goals. You could be saving for a house, saving for a car, saving for kids uh, that you have now or future kids, education, saving for weddings. All day long, I bitty, bitty bum, if I were a wealthy man. Whatever you're putting money in has to be really relative to your goal. The longer the time horizon, the more risk you can take. The less time horizon, the less risk you should take. If you have zero goals at all uh, for this money, it's just kind of investment money. It's just kind of stuff that you're setting aside because you want to grow your wealth, your wealth development pot, and you've already funded your retirement accounts to what you need to do. Uh, then the best thing to do is to put that in some type of non-retirement account, what's called a taxable account, and you can invest in pretty much anything. But if you're going to invest uh, beyond the scope of simple index funds, know what you're doing, know what you're investing, know why you're buying what you're buying, and not the fact that you read an article about it, saw it on a blog, uh, heard a podcaster talk about a particular stock, whatever it is, uh, make sure you fundamentally understand why you're owning stuff so uh, when that particular investment moves up down, you kind of have an idea of the resolve that you have for owning it, the reason why you own it, and if that reason changes, why you might need to sell it. Excellent. Um, Thomas, I turned 43 this August. Oh, my God. Okay. I wasn't looking for that from the gallery. <laughs> 43 this August, and I have a, I, I do a lot of reflection in and around my, my uh, birth dates, and I think it's uh, because it's kind of middle of the year. I'm not normally, um, I am a New Year's guy with, you know, goals and so forth, but birthdays are big for me because it's another year, right? Another year gone. And what I'm, what I'm realizing, and I'm a slow learner, okay? I'm, I'm not the, you know, the sharpest knife in the drawer, and, and uh, I'm, I'm a very, very hard worker, um, but I'm not, you know, this, the smartest guy in the room. But what I have, what I have realized and looking back over, and I would say 20 years of, of a career and 10 where, you know, I, I've, I've sort of maybe experienced a, a small amount of success. The first 10 was, was kind of figuring things out, you know, a lot of trial and error, a lot of failures, et cetera. And the final 10 
was has has been you know this this growth phase this this following of the really following of the DIY money lifestyle. The first ten was again just figuring it out. If you could if you could kind of put it into um, a context, it was you know paying off debt, you know getting making smarter business decisions, etc. All the while pursuing some investment investing, obviously you know building a business, etc. The summary that I can conclude, if I could change one thing. If I could look back and say, okay, if you were to do one thing over again, what would you do differently? Without a doubt, a resounding, resounding answer would be keep it simple. I cannot stress this enough. And the reason I brought your question up, and I thought Daniel did a good job with the intricacies, where and, and you know the retirement fund and all the rest of the stuff, but that's not why I brought it up. I brought it up because you said, I think quoting you maybe, maybe not verbatim, but something like in this crazy environment, okay? I'm going to tell you, I've been in this business 20 plus years. I grew up in this business. I can remember 1987. I was 10. I can remember that. Let me tell you something. I have never experienced a normal environment ever, ever. The world seems to always be on the verge of collapsing. And I know somebody says, yeah, but Quint, now, now, it's never as, oh my goodness, you, I 9-11, uh, Iraq invasion, um, oh my goodness, it, dot-com collapse, financial crisis, savings and loan crisis. I, I mean, every instance, Greece default, European Union default, debt clocks. I, I'm telling you right now, I've never in my career ever had a time where I go, Wow, this is wow, this is the time to invest. This is simple. This is easy. Everything is great. No, it's always on the verge of collapse. Always. However, just looking at a simple S&P 500 over the last 10 years, basically, it's been about a double, not including dividends. All right, so, you know, you put your money in, you set it on autopilot, you don't worry about it. You keep dollar cost averaging so if it goes down, you're investing as it's going down, you're getting lower prices, and ultimately, this is the key to remember, Thomas, that new companies that are, that are taking advantage of whatever environment we're in, they are going to find themselves placed in the index, and you will be investing in them. It will blow people's minds when Tesla ends up being in the S&P 500, and probably fast forward, this is pure speculation. I'm not saying go out and buy Tesla. That's not my point. But probably in the next 10 years, combination of Tesla and SpaceX and some other things that Elon's invested in probably become some of the most important stocks in our market. In our market. So if you think, well, you know, hey, the world might be ending, but we're probably going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're probably going to be driving electric cars, and we're probably going to find a way to the moon, and, you know, Marriott's going to have a, a resort floating around in the space. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Meet George Jetson. But the reality is that'll find itself in the S&P 500. So my point is as follows. We write about, talk about, do videos about this ad nauseum. Follow the process and keep it simple. Follow the process, keep it simple. Pay off debt. Track your expenses. 
Invest in your retirement account through a target date fund. Set it, forget it. Do every two weeks, dollar cost average in the market, high, low, et cetera. Sure, have a beer with your friends. Talk about the world ending, how you want to change this, that, the other, but don't stop your investment plan ever. All right? Simple as that. Once you start creating wealth outside of your retirement account, then the same rules apply. Invest in a diversified asset allocation. Set it, forget it. Do not worry about it. Keep it simple. That's one thing I would have changed over my life, and I'll tell you, it would have made a significant impact on my bottom line. No question. All right, great question, Thomas. Thanks so much. If you're new to the show, all he did, sent us a voice memo through his phone, uh, podcast at DIYmoney.org, podcast at DIYmoney.org. Boom, we used it on the show. We're going to send him a $25 Amazon gift card. He's sent it in February. It's been sitting in the queue for a long time. You know, kind of waiting, just kind of, you know, kind of simmering in there. Had to bring it out. Had to bring it out at the right time. So send us that question. We'll use it. We'll get in contact. If you don't know what's going on on the Insta page, DIY.money, that's where you want to be. Got some live videos coming up. Got all kinds of, I don't know, memes. You doing memes? I don't even know what those are. Doesn't matter. <laughs> DIY Tribe over on Facebook. That's that's for the older generation. DIY Tribe. We'll let you in if you're younger. No problem. But DIY Tribe on Facebook. DIY.money on Insta. Remember, friends, it's real simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.